Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Hayoim shmoino yomim shehein shavua echad v'yoim echad ba'omer. Lili nishmasi mimirosi rusmas Mordechai. Today's shir is sponsored by Mordechai Ashkenazi, otherwise known as Mark. The schus shiduchim for Rivka Yehudas Bas Yafachayo and Shenarochal Bas Rivka. Rabbi Sai, it's been a tremendous, tremendous yontif. Just thinking about it, for me it was the, the nicest yontif. I ate matzah, I was thinking about the chsam soifer we spoke about. The only mitzvah that I raise to eat something specific. Mara is only the Rabbanan. There's no other food in the, in the Torah that you have to eat this, you have to eat this wine, you have to do this. Every part of the yontif, it's just on a different level. When we learned the Sechdes Psachim, you know, Pesach is probably the hardest time to do that for Yomi. Erev Pesach, Erev Yontav, Chalamoyed, Chalamoyed trips, and Mishpach, and this. And I want to give a tremendous Yishukayach to every single one of you who learned the daf when it was hard to learn the daf. And especially those who Erev Yontav, Erev Pesach, probably the most difficult day of the year, Changing over the kitchen and making maror and charoises and then weighing the matzah, the, the, the kezesim. It's, everyone should pat themselves on the back. I looked afterwards, we had 54 people on Zoom and 129 people on YouTube live, live, Arab Yantav. And that was one shir. And then there was a shir two hours before Yantav or so, and there was another 150 people live. So I understand half of them wanted to get away from, from their wives and, and, and let them turn over the I chap, I chap. Come on. To learn, it's such a matzah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's a Kiddush Hashem, I'm serious, it's a Kiddush Hashem. And then again, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif. Two shiurim again. And again, another 150 people each time. It was, it was crazy. So it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. It's a tremendous schos to be part of this chabura. And it's a lot of chizuk. It's a lot, a lot of chizuk. Um, during Yantif, real quickly, during Yantif, I was learning here in this room by myself. All of a sudden, the door swings open, and I see a camera like going like this. And it was Sandy Saka's daughter, Becky. Becky Friedman. She's part of the mishpacha here. She's married to my wife's cousin. She says her father watches the shir. So I wanted. So I said hello to him. But then I was thinking about it over Yantif. I don't, I don't remember how many kids they have. Ten kids, more, I don't know. A lot of kids. And these kids sit like mention. One by one. Every single davening. Mincha, Mayrev, the entire Yantif. It comes from somewhere. The person is dedicated to Torah. The last Mayrev. The last Mayrev in the hotel, I took Tzvi, his son-in-law. I said, come with me. In the middle of Mayrev, I said, you got to come with me. He said, come with him. He said, well, I showed him by the Mechitza, his daughter sitting there. Mayrev. Just a weekday Mayrav, sitting there and davening the Kavana. She sat right next to me and it happened to peek a little. I'm okay, whatever. I saw her over there. Anyways, so tremendous chus, Sandy, keep it up. Keep on bringing. He says he sponsored, he said he brought his brother in law and so Givaldika stuff. Anyway, real quickly, if we have time here for an email, um, this is from Rabbi Nuoff who gives a shear. And he says he watches the shear and he was hoping that I could give some sort of, sort of shir for Magadish shir, and I didn't understand him 100%. I got yelled at by David Hachhauser, and he said, what do you mean? It was Pasha what he meant. Okay, but here he clarifies, and he says the same thing as David said. 
Magadish here need to be prepared in advance. Even 7 a.m. New York time is already too late for many, including me. Magadish don't need a full hour explaining the Gemara. They can do their own basic preparation. What they might benefit is from a sheer focus on the tougher points of the Gemara, plus Taisvis, Rishayim, Achrayim. And then he goes on to say that, um, so I hear, but there's problems with that because I'm usually, I have an issue that it's hard for me to, um, to prepare that much. Somebody's, oh, Gershon, hi, how you doing Gershon? I know you like to be called out, so Shalom Aleichem, how are you? If it's possible, please mute yourself, Yishkoyach, I appreciate it. So, um, yeah. No, I'm always behind, whatever, I'm always last minute for that daft. For me to be a day early would be an ace. So I don't know if I could do that. Besides, I don't have time during the day. I hear. We have to think about it. Then he writes over here, on another note, let me share a story that happened today. No need to read any of this online. So now I'm going to another email here. Yishkoyach Rebelli. As I was writing my original email, I was thinking, knowing you, writing that line, preferring that it wasn't read, in parentheses, preferring that it wasn't read, is a waste of time. Because I had a... One of my good friends wrote to me, he said, the guy said that he prefers that you don't read it online, so why do you read it online? So here's that guy that I read his email after he said, I prefer you don't read it. And he says, I was thinking it's a waste of time. And I very much appreciated you being ma'ayin in the word preferred. In other words, he appreciated that he did read it, even though he said he preferred it. Okay. He goes on to say that uh, he sponsors the turning of the daf, and it's really Stephen Sokolai she mentioned. Okay, so going back to this, it says... Let me share a story that happened today. No need to read any of this online. <laughs> no need means read this online. That's what it means. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he writes here that there was an elderly person or older guy that was doing the daf with him. And he moved somewhere else. So he just called him up and said, I think you should do the daf again. He suggested that he try my share, the Eli Stefanski share. So he said, he started laughing. He said, just today. Maybe five minutes before you called. I'm not 100% sure about this. His son-in-law asked him, why don't you try Stefanski? Bikitzer, since he got two suggestions on the same day, or within the next five minutes, tried to, he decided it's been a Shemayim, so likely have a new participant, most likely YouTube, starting next week. Continue that slacha. Givaldik. All right. Here we go, Rabbi Isai. Another Givaldik Adaf. Nothing like we were used to in Shkalim. Easy stuff. Baruch Hashem, for the next few days, we're good to go. So, we're holding smack in the middle of a sugya. There's a pasuk. This is what the pasuk says. And we're discussing these tickets that you go to Beis Hamikdash, you buy a ticket. This one was missing the other day. It was Erev Yantif. It's basically... You get the idea. You buy a ticket for an eagle, and it has a larger amount of flour. If you purchase this ticket, it's for the eagle, it's for the calf, which also includes an older cow. And what does it include? Three esrenim of flour, and a half a hin of shaman, and half a hin of, 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 of wine. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about this ticket. This ticket, and then we're going to go into Agatha stuff. This ticket is the Gdi. This is the main part, it's called the Gdi. But what does it include? It includes sheep, all sorts of sheep. And it includes a baby Gdi. The only thing it does not include, there's only one thing it doesn't include, and that is a ram. An older male sheep. 
But everything else is included in this ticket. In other words, it's one isaroin, a revahin, revahin. Whereas this is two isaroin and a shlish and a shlish. Okay. So all we're going to do right now is prove that they're all in one thing. And also we discussed this, that on the ticket it says the day, Sunday, the week, which is the third week of the month, the month, Nisan, and the name of the Mishmar, the Koyhanim that are performing the Avoidah that particular week, because there's 24 Mishmarais, that particular week. So it's all written on the ticket. So somebody finds this, or the guy himself, let's say, he wants to be a thief, he could put this ticket in his pocket and pretend it got lost and go to the base and say, I lost my ticket. And at the end of the day, we said, they're going to wait until the end of the day. And if there's extra money in the box, they see, oh, somebody didn't come and use his ticket. So they give him all the flour. Tomorrow he's going to show up and say, oh, I have a ticket. So therefore they write the day. Okay, so that's today's sugi. Says the Gemara, three lines from the top of Daf Tesvav Amadala. Oi la'ayil lamali. So, being, that already says in another Pasuk what you have to do for the ayol. So why does it say ayol? Says the Gemara, We already said there's a difference between a small sheep and a, an older sheep. A year old. This guy is more than a year old. This is two years old. This guy is a year and there's a difference in the amount that they bring double the amount of flour and more wine and oil. So maybe every year it jumps up. Maybe if it's a three-year-old, you have to bring three Yisrael, let's say. No, they're all one. So then why does the Torah talk about? in green, a sheep. Why do you need a sheep? If there's a difference between a sheep and a ram, maybe there's a difference between a female and a female, in other words, an older female, a two-year-old female, and a younger female. In other words, all sheep, female, you see, I don't know if you can see, there's a baby, oh, here's the baby sheep, Older sheep, but both female, they're both included in this ticket. There's no difference between the older, but in the male sheep, there is a difference between the ram, the male sheep, and the younger male sheep. So then, why do you need goats? Here, so if you look closely, you'll see there's a daddy goat and a baby goat. Same picture, just smaller. So why does the Torah say Oybeizim in that Pasuk? Right over here in purple. It already says in the Pasuk before. We see that there's a difference between a male sheep, a two-year-old and a one-year-old. So maybe there should be a difference between a two-year-old goat and a one-year-old goat. To me, it just... Once I put it in the picture, it all started making sense. There's a lot of words there, and gdi, and I, it's all over the place. It's very, very simple. All sheep and goats are all one thing. The only difference is the male sheep that's older than two years old. That's it. But everything else, if you're not a cow, cows are also in their own little category. But I'm talking about all the smaller animals, all in one category, besides the male sheep. 
The small baby goat is like the older one, and of the sugyo. And on the ticket it has the day. Ask the Gemara. Think about it. The guy is a liar. So he'll just wait until another Sunday comes around and he'll pull out his ticket. Says the Gemara. Over here on the bottom it says the name of the Mishmar. They divided all the 24 Mishmaris. Each Mishmar family got one week. And within the Mishmar, they divided that also. The kids are, you went to the base of English twice a year. That's it. But it says the name of the Mishmar. It says Kamiansky, whatever it says on the bottom. So you know that you cannot use it today. You can't wait till next week because next week is another family. Says the Gemara, okay. That's why we put all of this information. So nobody can steal anything. How, what is it going to happen? You're going to have the same day, the same week. Next year, because it's every 24 weeks, it's going to be a different mishmar on that, at that week. And that, okay, maybe could have said the name of the year if they had such a thing back then. You cannot lie. We took away all the possibilities from the liars. Believe it or not, back then they also had these guys that used to do shtick. MMA we took that away. Halacha Dalet says the Mishnah, the official Mishnah sponsored by official. There were two rooms in the base of Megiddosh. There were two rooms that had a lot of silver, a lot of money in it for, from donations. Says the Mishnah, what do they do in the Lishkas Chashayim? People They would give money secretly. Nobody knew. They would walk by, pretend they're not doing it, throw it in there. What's the highest madriga of tzedakah? We learned it already before. The highest madriga of tzedakah is when the poor person doesn't know who gave it and the wealthy person giving the money doesn't know who gave it to. So this is the best way to do tzedakah. You give it into the room. Nobody know, he doesn't know where it's going to. There's a pushka there. And the anim come and they're able to benefit from the money without knowing who gave it to them, without being embarrassed. Lishkas HaKalim, what do you do with the, the room called Kalim? You want to give some nice silver dish you have, toss it into that room. Every 30 days, the guys in charge open up the door. If the vessel had some sort of use, it was a nice hammer, whatever it is, a saw, a knife, whatever they could use, they used it for the Bedekabais, for the Besam English. They leave it. But anything else, uh, a microwave oven, uh, they don't need it over there. So you take it, you sell it in, a, in some sort of uh, garage sale, and whatever money comes in goes to the upkeep of the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara, The two of them were in charge of the needs of the Tzibor. They would give money to the father of Yishayah, one dinner. And then later on, he'd go ahead and give it to the poor. So everybody made fun of him. This is the son-in-law of Reb Levi. He doesn't need the money. So why in the world is he taking money from Tzedakah? Not right. 
min the demeich batkun vashkuchun davim mfalig leilacheron. Vunasim min the demeich. He took from the money, and then the Gemara says batkun. They checked him vashkuchun, and they saw after he was nifter davim mfalig leilacheronin. It turns out that he was a very good guy. Remind me of the story from Karlovach that he says. I don't know if I have it right. Famous story. There's this guy, a very wealthy guy, that didn't give any money to Zdaka. And basically, they came to him on his deathbed and he said, I'm not going to give. He said, if you don't give, we're not going to bury you in the base of Kfaris. And he said, I'm not giving anything. So they didn't bury him in the cemetery. And then, right after he died, everybody started showing up at the rabbi's house. And they said, where's my money that I get every week? So the rabbi said, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So we used to get every, every Friday. And then they realized there's this guy. Oh, so here's a guy. Everybody's making fun of him. They don't want to bury him in the base of Kfaris. And it turns out that he's, he took all the money that he was getting, he was giving it out to Anim. The only problem I have with this is, didn't we learn that the Yisim Nikim, people shouldn't talk about you? I don't know. I don't know how it works exactly. Fine. Rebchinen no bar papa have a mitzvah belelia. Mitzvah means tzedakah. So he would do, beautiful, he would go knock on doors, put envelopes under people's doors at night. Nobody saw who was giving. But again, this is not the best tzedakah because he knew who he's giving to. They just didn't know who gave them. It's not a tain on him. I mean, that was the best he knew how to do. But we had a Gemara that another one would put the money on his back and that Daniel would come. But also, that was also, they knew who was giving. He just didn't know who was giving to. Okay, there's another Madrega. Like we said, you put it in a room and Daniel come to the room and take. So nobody knows anything. Daniel don't know who gave and the Ashirim don't know who took. The Tikkun Chazan says here, I think it's a simple thing, but it's good to Chazer. He says, it's better not to give tzedakah at all if by you giving that tzedakah, you cause embarrassment to the recipient. Okay, I think we would understand that on our own, but it's good to, don't think you're doing a big chesed, oh, I just gave the guy $1,000 in front of the whole shul, and I made a whole big deal, now the guy's he's, he's embarrassed. Don't do that. It's better not to give at all. Says the Gemara, so he was going at night, giving out tzedakah. The guy, the Rebbe, in charge of the Ruchois, of the Shadim, of the bad spirits. Didn't you teach us? So he played a game over here. He said a very a nice possibly. You're not allowed to open up a shop next to the, if somebody owns a pizza shop, you don't, own a, you don't open up a pizza shop right next door to him. What business do you have walking around at night? Night belongs to us. We, the bad spirits, we roam at night. What are you doing here? So he tells him, Rav Chinina tells him, When you give tzedakah, when nobody knows, it will get rid of off. Off is a type of shade. In other words, he's referring to him. So this shade, the ruach, the ruach got very scared because it says, Me giving tzedakah at night is going to destroy you, ruachas. You're going to die. And he ran away. The shed ran away. It doesn't say, praiseworthy is a person that gives to the poor. It says, Ashri maskil eldol. What does the maskil mean? To understand. It's amazing madrega of somebody that could understand the need 
of the poor person. You don't just drop the thousand dollars, but you see what that guy needs. What does he really need? How do you give it to him in a, in a way that he won't realize will be easy for him to take? That sort of thing. So, the, as we know, in all mitzvahs, the more you put thought into it, the more, the greater the mitzvah. What did Rabbi Yonah do? He saw a guy that lost his money. Because I heard that you have an inheritance coming to you. So the Tikkun Chantin goes in to explain that he's not really lying. It, the money is a gagalachoyzer. Sometimes I'm rich, you're poor. It just keeps on coming around. It's everybody in, in different places. We're, we're wealthy, we're poor, we go around. And at the end of the day, your children, your grandchildren might be poor. And they're going to need to come on to you, and therefore, well, something like that. Anyway, so the point is, I, you're saying a trick over here. I know that you're coming into money soon. Why don't you take this amount of money, and when you have enough of money to pay me back, you'll pay me back. It's a great trick. So the guy took the money. As soon as he takes the money, oh, I tricked you. It's in your hand. It's a matano. So in other words, the Gemara is saying that you should think of ways how to give the tzedakah. Don't just give it. Give it in a way, in masculine, to, to think about it. In our days, there were older people. If anybody gave them money between Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, they would accept. In other words, the very famous Gemara that we know from Babli, and the Tikkun Chantin points this out, is a person's salary, whatever money is going to make, the money he's going to make, his mezzan is going to make that year, are dealt to him on Rosh Hashanah. Over here the Yushalmi argues and says it's from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. There's a window over there. Okay, so if there's a window and somebody comes to give you money during that window, you accept the money. But listen to this amazing thing. Amrin min basar came. But once Yom Kippur hits, they wouldn't take a dime from anybody. Amrin the shatim gaban. You hear what's going on here? A guy comes, he says, I want to give you a gift. Here's $10,000. Sorry, I'm not taking $10,000. You know why? Because your $10,000 is not going to do anything for me. HaKash Baruch already said, this year I'm making $50,000. So I make $50,000. Doesn't matter if you give me a $10,000 check now or uh, I'm going to get paid from, from work $10,000. I'm going to have at the end of the day $50,000. So what difference is it? Oh, Rabbi Yisai, I forgot to say. Nobody reminded me. Okay. Ah, yeah, yeah, now they're going to blame me that they fell out of the thing on the eighth day and they didn't get to the tenth minute of the shir. Okay, fine. I'll put it at the beginning. Oh, Shkoyach Yosef. Great idea. With that drasha. You know what I'm missing here? I'm missing Yeshua. All right, anyway. So, I think it's an amazing, amazing... Uh, Act of 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 emuna. Guy comes and gives you a big fat check, and you tell him it's not going to do anything for me. Keep your check because I am going to get the same amount of money. 
There's no, nothing in the world. If I open up another business, I'm going to make the same amount of money. I can open up five businesses, same amount of money. You give me 10 checks, same amount of money. And if I get more money from you, guess what? The thief is going to come in and take the money and I'm going to have a theft and I'm going to have to go through the whole process of thinking that I lost money. At the end of the day, we make the same amount of money. Anybody that lives in Eretz Yisrael knows exactly what's going on here. Oh, Yishalmi walks over to him and says, Shalom Aleichem. Do me a favor, be mezaka with me. You'll have the schus with me. Buy me a chicken. Now, I think the Olam should jump into this Tikkun Chatan. You have to see this Tikkun Chatan. It's famous stuff, but it's good to see it inside. If you can't find it, just listen here. Because I know there's a lot of lines on the right side. Tiny little letters. Do with me more than the wealthy guy gives the pauper. The pauper is mezake the balabais, the wealthy guy more. In other words, trust me, I've heard that line many times from the Yushalmis. Hey, you think you're doing me a favor? I'm doing you a favor that I'm enabling you to give me money. Okay, I heard it. They, they know this tikkun chadatim big time. So, he says, I need, a, I need a chicken. Give me a chicken. I'm giving you money to buy meat. So, some want to say that meat was cheaper than. I like to say, I don't know. I'm learning it like a balabaz. Meat is more expensive, right? Why, why are you going for the chicken? Take this fancy steak. So, Uzovan kupod va'achal umis. He ate the meat, he ate a steak, and he died. His digestive system, he never had meat in his life. First time he's having meat, he ate the meat and like Nebach, like those guys in the march after the lager, after the concentration camps, they gave him anything. Dead. Vavatsovach. So Nechemia Ishikin started screaming, Vomar. Look who I killed. I just killed this guy. He, he put the blame on himself. He shouldn't have given him meat. Maybe that's why they learned that it was that meat is less expensive. So he's trying to be, save a couple of bucks. And that's what killed him. He was trying to be a nice guy. Maybe he wouldn't have such titus on himself. Okay. Says the Gemara, Nochum Ishgamzu, the famous Nochum Ishgamzu. Why is his name Nochum Ishgamzu? Because everything that he saw, everything that happened to him in his life, it's an unbelievable thing. He would say, Gam Zulatoiva. This is for the better. Doesn't matter what. Gam Zulatoiva. He was giving, he was bringing a gift to his father in law. Three donkeys worth of food and, and beautiful things. Found like the guy, the decrepit guy, guy Mukishkin, like homeless of homeless, with all the wounds and everything. Do me a favor, give me a little bit of the food that you have. You know what? I'm just going to go to my father. I got to drop it off. On the way back, I'll give it to you. On the way back, Nochemish Gamzu finds the homeless guy dead. So he stood over his body and he said to the dead person, The eyes that saw you and didn't give to you, they should become blind. The hands that didn't give you, they should be chopped off. 
And the feet, the legs that didn't run, maybe back from the shver, or get off the donkey and give you, they should be broken. And that's exactly what happened to Nochem Gamzu. He became blind. He punished, you see, you saw there, there's certain parts of the body that do the Avera, they need the Tikkun. The eyes, the hands, the legs were involved in this Avera. Those are the parts that got punished. He wanted a, he wanted a Tikkun for it in this world. So that when, like we discussed the other day, when you come to Elam Ha'emes, that Tzadik comes to Elam Ha'emes, he comes clean. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Kiva was a Talmud, and he went to Nochem Shagamzu to, to visit his blind Rebbe Nebuch. I can't believe I see you like this. Terrible. I can't believe you're not blind. You should, in other words, you should be blind and lose your hands and everything. What did I do to you? Why are you cursing me? Why are you making fun of Yisurim? Yisurim are beautiful. They help you get into Eilam Ha'emes. We have to accept Yisurim Ba'ahava. It says in Tikkun Chalatin that of course, if he knew, Rachel Mishgans knew that this guy is going to die, he didn't realize, the guy didn't say, I, I'm, I have two minutes left to live. He said, please give me some food. Okay. You survived until now. You survived for another half hour. I'm just going to the Shver. Obviously, if he would have known, he wouldn't have, he would have gotten off and given him. Rabbi Rabbo, have a Rabbi Debrei, Chatzaginor. Rabbi Shaya Rabbo, the great Rabbi Shaya, was the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe of his son was, was blind. The Rebbe of Rabbi Shaya's son was blind. Rabbi Yolav and he would eat with him every single day. Chadzman, Havalei Orchem, Valei Motta Mecholime. So one day he couldn't, he had, he had guests, so he didn't go to the blind Rebbe. He had a car to the Rebbe. Rebbe teaches my son Torah. I'm going. At night he came to visit the blind Rebbe. Don't be upset at me. Begin the Havali Yorchim Yomidain. I had a guest. I didn't want the guest to embarrass you. They would make fun of you. You're blind. I don't know what. So I didn't, I didn't come. Begin That's why I didn't eat with you. So he's told him a beautiful bracha. You made up with a person that cannot see but is seen. That is seen and cannot see. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the opposite. He could see but is not seen. He's invisible. He should accept your, your apology. That's a beautiful line. Where did you find that? I know you didn't invent it yourself. Where did you get it from? I got it from There was a blind person that came to his village. sat below him. In those days, they were very exactly where you sit. You know, you sit the front row in a basketball game. Right behind, there's all the he sat behind. If not, this if this blind guy wasn't such a chash of a person, wouldn't sit behind him. So everybody gave him, they gave him a good, good job, and he made good money, and he realized something's wrong. I never made so much money. What's going on here? They said, The reason is because sits below you. Obviously, you're a chash of a person. 
So, and therefore, this blind person, he's the one that invented this davening, and he davened, you did chesed to somebody who is seen but cannot see, then the chame, the one, who could see, but can't be seen, he should do chesed with you. The Lama, Rabbi Chama, Barchanin of Rabbi Shaya, in Thailand, be Elaine Knishto Deloitte. Listen to this. They were, they were, they were spazering, they were visiting the shuls in Lud. You know how much money, look at this shul. My uncle donated this shul, and my father had put in millions over here. I'm not impressed at all. How many lives did he bury by giving money to the shul? You don't have, nobody here was learning Torah that needed support. He took the money, instead of supporting people that are learning Torah, he put it in the shul, Hashem Yirachim. He did the wrong thing. Real quickly, some cipher brings that they asked him a Shiloh. The, the people in Eretz Shul sent a question to him. Where should they invest their money? In a shul? Or to support Torah, he says, it's not even a question. Because the Rosh says that if you have a shul, you're allowed to sell the shul in order to support Tamid Chachamim. So of course you give money to Tamid Chachamim. Anyways, if you give money to MDY, it goes straight to our Kailo, and for Torah, it's not even a shayl. But we're talking about other shul. shul. We don't have a shul, we have a beast magic. Anyway, says the Gemara like this. Rabbi Avon Ovad Ilayin Tariya. Rabbi Avon did, donated beautiful gates. The, the Sidra Rabbah to the great, uh, whatever it is, Sidra Rabbah. And we just turned to Daftas Vavam Veiz, Oschos, sponsored by Yaakov Badner and by Stephen Sokolos. Schos, I'm taking out the great Shidduch so now I can fit in some more words there. Schos of a Shidduch for Dina Tamar, Bas, Esther Rifko, and for a Shidduch for my daughter, Soralina, Bas, Goldalea. Also, comes around. Look what you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Look what I did. Look at these gates I made. forgot about when they built. The pasuk is talking about they built Zara. But he used the pasuk. Look, they built a heichal. They built a base medrash, a shul, instead of supporting Torah. There's nobody there that can learn Torah. If you have money set aside for the upkeep of the Beis Hamikdash, you're permitted, if you run out of money for Karbanas, you're permitted to take money from the upkeep of Beis Hamikdash. Why? Because Karbanas is Dushtagov. It's Malim Bakhkhaidish. So you're allowed to go upwards, but you're not allowed to go downwards. Therefore, if you have a pile of money that's set aside, designated for Kachim Izbeach, you cannot take from that money and buy a brick because an animal, a carbon, is Gdush Zagov. So by you taking Gdush Zagov and buying a, a brick, buying a knife, buying whatever it is, you're going, you're going down. Says Gemara, now, what's very important, and this confused me, but I'm going to do you a favor, I'm giving it to you in two seconds. I looked in the arts, well, couldn't find Pshat. But I looked in the Vilna Goyen over here, and it's amazing. The Vilna Goyen sticks in a few words, and the whole sugi becomes beautiful. You have to continue that sugi over there. And it says like this. 
If you stick in those words, that's all you need to stick in. Because it's over there, where the Gemara is quoting from. Even in Bedekabais, if you have money designated for the wall, and then you take the money from the wall and you put it into, uh, I don't know what, a, a knife, no good. Because you cannot go from one Bedekabais to another Bedekabais. Ask the Gemara, if, if that's what, it, you have to stick those words in. Because if you don't have these words, it's very hard to understand. And then the Gemara has a question, but it says in our Mishnah, if you, somebody donated money to the Bedek Abayis, and you find a nice knife or a hammer, leave it for the Bedek Abayis. But the rest, you could sell, and then what do you do with the money? You buy something else. Oh, so I just took something from one thing, and I, I bought something else and another thing. You just said you can't go from Bedek Abayis to Bedek Abayis. This is the way to learn the Mishnah. First, I put the money in. And then I sell it. So when I sell it, I have money. Now I take the money, put it back in a pile. I put it back in a pile. And then it gets all mixed into the rest of the pile. Now I take money, I buy something else. It's not that I took from here and I went there. It's a whole, it's a process and it gets lost in the process and therefore that's okay. The official Mishnah, sponsored by official, the Halig official, says the Mishnah. There were 13, pretend like a shoifer, on Rosh Hashanah. These are pushkas in the shape of a shoifer. In other words, starts off very narrow, and it turns and becomes very wide. And that is, as the Gemara is going to explain, so that people don't steal money, even in the Beis HaMikdosh. They have thieves, believe it or not. There are 13 tables, as we're going to see. When you walk in the Beis HaMikdosh, there are 13 places that you must stop, fall down on your face, and bow to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a 14th. Where is the 14th? Says the Gemara, Mishnah, Kenegidira Eitzim. So, if this is my favorite chart, and Baruch Hashem, I found it on the computer today. Because otherwise, I was going to be stuck with the Masifta one, it looked like this. I wasn't so happy with it. This is brighter. This is the Ezra Shunashim over here. This is the Azara with the Mizbeach. You can see the Mizbeach over here. This is the Kodesh Kodashim right here. This is the Hechal. So we're all the way over here. The opposite side. Here's Kodesh Kodashim, opposite side. There's a room here called Diraitzim. This is where they put all the wood for the Mizbeach. In here, as we're going to see in the Gemara, as we see in the Mishnah, there was a tremendous amount of Gdusha. Why? And because of that Gdusha, they used to bow down there. Why? They had a Messiah from the forefathers. The Heligarin with the Luchos, buried right there in that room. Maisa, there's a story. There was a kind of the Gemara is going to say the story all over again, but he was busy taking out the worms from the wood, and all of a sudden he notices that one of the tiles is higher than the others. So he made the mistake of his life. It cost him his life. He goes to his friend and says, "Yeah, you know, there's one tile over there that's a little different, and I have a suspicion that that's where they lifted up the tile, they put the iron in there, but before he's able to say anything." He died. And everybody realized. Nobody said anything. But it was obvious that because he died 
so quickly, and he's just opening his mouth, that, that's exactly where the Aaron was buried. Tony, Hashifar is halal akum is The shaifer that you put the pushka was crooked. Tsar is melamalon, narrow, rochav is melamato, and wide on the bottom, ibneiramayim. So let's say like, basically like this, narrow over here, you put the money in, but you cannot put your hand in, because what would the thief do? He'd pretend he's putting money in, and grab more money and take it out. Can you imagine? In the base Hamikdash, somebody stealing from the base Hamikdash. That's how low people are. Unbelievable. So now we have a machlekes. What exactly happened to the Aron? The Aron we know was the box. We're gonna uh, maybe I'll, I'll print out a picture tomorrow. On top of the Aron with the kruvim, Where did it go? What happened to it? So we just saw in the Mishnah that it's buried in the Lishkasa Eitzim. No, not the Pshat. It went to Babel. My Hashem said in the over there, you, you showed off your money, nothing is going to be left. Zero. What is Dover? Ain't Dover, Elosh had Dibrois Lutoychoi. Is it talking about the Luchois? The Seris had Dibrois. They brought it all to Babel. The precious Kli. What does that mean? The precious clip? That must be the Aron. It's not true. The Aron was buried right there and then. Where? Over here. In Kodesh HaKadosh. The place where only the Kodesh HaKadosh went once a year. Kodesh HaKadosh. How do I know? So, the Vilna going sticks in her. They have to obviously say the end of the Pasuk. And it says, They were there until this very day. In other words, if you go look till this very day, anybody reading the Pasuk, including us, the Aaron is there. Where? Right there in Kodesh Kedoshim. Not in the, 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 the Lishka Sayyidim. Adayim Says the Gemara, Ksiv, Vayiro, Vatamris, Vilayiro. Look at this puzzle. What does it say in the beginning of the puzzle? Vayiro. You could see the Aaron. You could see the poles. And then it says in the same puzzle, Vilayiro. What is going on here? Says the Gemara, Elanirin, Vilayirin. They, they were seen and not seen. Bolton, Vyoitzin, Kishne, Dadayo, Isha. They protruded a little bit, like a woman. But you couldn't see it. It's interesting, we just read Shira Shirim, it says in the Pasuk, It's referring to this, it's referring to the Shechina, which is Shaira in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Says the Gemara, Okay, Rabban argue, they say no. It was in that room, in the, off of the Ezez Nashim. Same story that we had already. There was a koi in Balmum. So the Gemara tells us that, you know, if you're Balmum, so you can't do Avaidah. So they gave him something good. He wanted to work in the base of English. Okay, so take the worms out of the wood. So he's in the Lishkas Dira He saw that the, the tiles were something funny going on there. No, look at this. He didn't finish saying what he wanted to say. So your pshat that is in Bavel, this, that, either in Bavel or in, in the country. Not true. We know for a fact. We have a Messiah. He says that it's in the Dira. Tony, 
They don't know for a fact. A guy died. So we'll say, oh, he had a heart attack that second. But they know. That's what happened. Tani Rabbi Shai. What happened was he took his hammer, the tool that he was using to take the worms out, he knocked on the, on the tile. A fire came out of the floor and burnt him. A little different the story. Tani Rabbi Yehuda. Ben Lokish. Omar. Another machlaikus here. There were two Aroinites. Echad, Shahaisa, Luchais. I'm doing the gears of the guy in here. Take out the word Tyra, put in the word Luchas. Echad, Shahaisa, Luchais, Nisunim, Nisunim, One of them had the Luchas. And the other one had the broken Luchas. And we're going to go into tomorrow exactly how they fit. The one that the Tyra, the Luchas, I should say Luchas, was inside. That was in the Yomad. Never left. But the other one, that the broken Luchos, occasionally go in and out of war. Take out these four words. And there was only one arm. The famous story. Klai Yisrael was doing really poorly in the war, and they said, you know what, let's bring the RN out. We never, we've never done it. Let's take it out. One time they took it out, and oy vavoy. It didn't help them, and it got captured. The whole story over there. You know, the, the, the end of the story, Goliath is the one that captured it, and Shaul himself, who wasn't a king yet, he was able to sneak in there, grab the luchas, and ran back to the camp. Okay, the story. Krog. We have a pasuk that helps our rabban. In other words, it never went out to war. It was a one-time thing. That the plishtim are screaming. Who's going to save us? Their God came over here. He's middle of the war. In other words, it never happened. They never seen this before. They never seen the Arab. They got all nervous. They didn't know what to do. But there's a pasuk the opposite way. Shaul he wanted to use the urim v'tumim, right? The chayshin that the, the was, you speak to the chayshin and it lights up. It tells you what to do. They used to use, use it for the war, but you need you need the aron. So he says, give me the aron. So stop real quickly because we're from Beth Shemesh. The Arain, the Plushtim got it. Then they returned it to Bet Shemesh. Ah, Bet Shemesh. And then from there it went to Kiryat Yarim. Today, they call Telstone Kiryat Yarim. I don't know if that has any shaykhs, if that's based on Navi. I don't know. A lot of times it does, because they say in Bet Shemesh, they know exactly where David and Goliath, the whole story. Anyway, so it went, it was 20 years in Kiryat Yarim. So what are, you, what are you telling me? You're in the battlefield. How are you saying, give me the Arain? It's, it's in Kiryat Yarim. It's in Telstone. So, Mamela, you see that there were two. There were two Aroinas. One went out to battle, one, one for the broken Luchas, one for the whole. Ma'avdun le How are they going to explain this puzzle? says, Gemara, Gisho sits. Because he wanted to talk in the Urimatumim. So he needed the box that contained all the good stuff that when you talk to the Urimatumim, the Choshen, the Tzitz, the, 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 the garment that he wears. So that, that box that he wanted, not the Aron box, a different box. Kroyim is the Rebuda. And the pasuk helps review that. Ben Lakish. It says that the Aaron was in, in a sukkah. What's a sukkah? Like a, a temporary thing. 
In other words, in the battlefield, in the war. It's in not in the battlefield. So you see, there's only one. There's two. What are Rabbanon going to do? No! It doesn't mean that the iron was in the battlefield. It was in a sukkah. You know why the iron was in a sukkah? Because they didn't build the base Amigdash yet. If you don't build the base Amigdash, it was in a temporary structure. So that's why they called it a sukkah, not because it was in the battlefield. There's only one iron. Where was it? Yerushalayim. Boisai, have a wonderful day. And hopefully Menachem Ateh could do some tilim for us today. Somebody. Oh, so unfortunately I'm scheduled to come back like the first or second day of Yuma, but I really want to be in, a, in Eretz Yisrael for the first day of Yuma. It's not good to, if there's going to be new guys starting the new Masechta, I want to be there like consistently in the base marriage. So I'm going to try to change my ticket. I got to speak to Rabbi Pashkis, the travel agent that helped me out so beautifully. I'll try to uh, bump up my ticket maybe, come a little earlier. Stephen Samperl, Shalom Aleichem, how you doing? Yossi, where are you from, Yossi Dahari? Where are you from? Oh, now you're unmuted. Where are you from? Yeah. Wow. Oh, so one minute. So you're the guy that you you sent me that. Um, uh, hold on a second. Let me turn this around. You sent me that uh, how the Taimonim uh, do a certain uh, uh, something. No, that was you. Yeah, I listened to it. Very cool. Very cool. Wow. Huh. Your mom is born in Yemen. Crazy, it's incredible. <laughs> How many years ago did you come to America? I was three months old. Ah, but you, it's still cool. You can tell people I was born in Yemen. You have no shaykhs, but okay. <laughs> What's that? Also, really? Wow, that's crazy. 
That's insane. Wow, wow. I didn't realize there's still you in there. Woman, so where do you live now? You live in Lakewood, you said? Well, uh, I don't know how to get it to them, but they should. Listen, I'm not in charge of this. It's Yossi Klein and those guys, but I don't see why people that are in different countries shouldn't get it. Why? It's not just for America. The question is how to get it, because Art Scroll is shipping it out for us. So we should do something. We should, we should get a bunch of Gemaras in Israel and we'll give it to them. How do you know, Yeshua? I would, I would try it. I would definitely try it. Let Yoss... Amazing. Ellie. Ellie Trapper. Amazing. How's your Yantav, Ellie? I have a matzah. A matzah or matzah? Really? Wow. Yeshua, how was your Yantiv, Yeshua? It was good? Yeshua, how was your Yantiv? I locked the doors. I locked the doors here. Rabbi, I, I got to go because I got to drive back home now. I, I have another over an hour. So I have to pack and get out of my whole family. The whole hotel left besides me because I couldn't make it home to do the shear. I do. I need to pack my stuff. Nobody packed my stuff. But I have to, I have to schlep my printer. I have all my stuff, my computers, my this, my Sfarim. Abe Gutnicki. Abe Gutnicki. Who's talking? Who met Abe Gutnicki? Oh, you're socialist. Where did you meet Abe Gutnicki? In Florida. Ah. How is Florida? Yeah. 
When is that? No, I'm not going to be there. Wow, it's going to be big, huh? You know, I watched, I watched that, uh, that episode, that, that cheer, him speaking today. I wanted to see what it looked like. It was very emotional. Like when they named the baby, I don't know why on the spot I didn't start crying. I think I was holding back tears because I was, I was crying now. When I, the, the Karish Mubi saw Rifkops, like unbelievable. In, in MDY, in MDY. Crazy. It's unbelievable. Big simcha, big simcha.